The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. This is the Employment Law Show. Employment law and everything under that, uh, what could be for you a complicated matter, but it's really not. That's why you catch this show uh, four nights a week and on the weekends as well. You have any questions about uh, your work life, employment laws, you're an employer, an employee, you're skeptical about something, something's gone wrong at work, you just want a plain old severance question, bring it on. We're here for the next half hour. Lines are open and ready for you. You know the number by now. Grab a phone, use it. We're standing by. Be that third voice on the air and talk to us. Uh, John Scholes here, of course, with Lior Sanfiru, co-founding partner, Sanfiru Tamarkin LLP. They are still the most positively reviewed law firm in the country. While you're there, making that phone call, go over to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Check that website out. It's built specifically for you to educate you and give you access to the severance calculator. Two million people have done exactly what I just told you to do. And checked it out either because it's necessary, because maybe they just got let go, and they want the accurate number of what their severance should be, the realistic number, or maybe they're just doing it for practice to see, you know, if things came down to where they needed a, a severance uh, calculation. They want to check out the website just for uh, just for their own for own interest sake. But it's always available to you, absolutely free and anonymously. PocketEmploymentLawyer.ca. But as mentioned, let's get it happening uh, today. We're going to talk about uh, employers don't terminate employees if these situations in these situations do not do it we'll give you the heads up on those first but always the case of the day pal what do you got going on hey johnny great to be here as always great to be talking employment law maybe you're driving home right now or maybe you decided to listen to the radio before dinner whatever the uh, reason you're listening i'm glad that you are and you have an opportunity right now to inform yourself about a very important topic as john said employment mm-hmm. law it deals with your rights in, in your job, with your boss, whatever the issue or the situation, you can pick up the phone right now and still make it to dinner on time. Just ask yeah. the question and make sure that uh, when you go back to work tomorrow, you have answers to the problem. So this is, this is the show for you. We are here at your service, wanting to educate you about that very, very important topic. I believe in informing people. I'm, I believe in educating them. Uh, so, you know, it's very easy for me to just get on the air and say, call me, call me, call me. Well, no, I believe in telling you what you need to know and understand. But if you do want to call me, if you do want me to uh, roll up my sleeves on my team effort to work for you, to help you resolve that workplace problem that you're dealing with, you have that opportunity as well. We'll give you that contact information throughout the show. But right now we're live. So let me tell you, Johnny, about a situation that came across my desk today. I spoke with a, a lady who... Um, uh, a number of months ago, uh, earlier this year, was put off on a leave of absence because of her, her, her uh, vaccine status. She had not been vaccinated, and like so many other people that chose ultimately not to be vaccinated, was put off work. Now, she had the, the ability back then, as do everyone, to, to treat that uh, leave as a termination of employment. Mm-hmm. She didn't do that. Instead, she stayed on leave and was recently called back to work. Well, when she was called back to work, she was called back to a very different job. She used to be a a, a head chef in her facilities. She was called back into a much lower level position. And uh, that's what she was calling me in frustration. And she said, does the fact that I didn't get a vaccine or was put on a leave, does that allow my employer to just change my job? And the answer is no, absolutely not. 
even if you ultimately accepted the leave of absence because of your vaccine status or for any reason, ultimately your employer cannot change your job. Any significant change can result in a constructive dismissal. This was a demotion. She was going to get paid less. She was not going to have the same responsibilities as before. So she does not have to accept that. She does not have to go to work and continue working. She can say that is a constructive dismissal. Same with you at home. Even if you've been on a leave or on a layoff and you chose to come back to work, well, even in that situation, if you're not given the same job, same pay, same hours, you may be in a constructive dismissal situation and you have rights. Call me. Happy to talk to you. But I think mm-hmm. there's a very important lesson for everyone here. And uh, as Lior mentioned, reaching out to him and his firm any other time, got a real capable team across the country. You can do so. one 821 5900 is how you do that. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. As mentioned, the phone calls are always uh, always top priority. We'll get to the first one for the show today. Hey, Jim, thank you for standing by. How are you? Well, I'm good, guys. How are you? Good, sir. What's your question? Well, it's kind of a two-prong question here. I work for a company that um, we decertified our union about two years ago. And since then, our company has moved to the temp world. And I'm wondering if there is a certain number of employees, like full-time employees that have to be employed with the company um, versus temps. Uh, No, the the law does not tell the employer whether to hire full-time, part-time, temp employees. It can hire whoever it wants. But here's what I'm going to tell you. Not that that necessarily helps you, but something for those people to know is that they're probably, in the eyes of the law, regular employees. And what I mean by that is if you call, if you hire someone and call them a temp, but they work regular hours, there's no definite end to when they stop working, they are a regular employee. You don't get to change their status just by giving them a name or a title. But even if they were legitimately temp employees, yeah, an employer can do that in a non-unionized environment. Uh, and as long as people that work get paid what they're supposed to get paid, get vacation pay they're supposed to get paid, then the law stays out of that arrangement. Um, the other thing that I had, and, and I think you kind of answered it there as well, um, this company promises everybody full-time employment. And again, I realize it's the employer's right to choose who that works for them. Um, drags them along for five and a half months. And then just before they're about to hit the six-month probation ending, where they're automatically hired, they're mysteriously let go. So, Jim, an employer can let an employee go at any time as long as they pay them severance. And, yes, even if it calls them a temp employee and they work there for five months, they absolutely are owed severance. In fact, that severance is going to be measured in months, not weeks. Even a five- or a six-month employee could be owed two, three, four months of severance. No problem. So if they're not receiving that, that's a wrongful dismissal. So the, the fact that they decide to let people go – may make them not very nice people. But from a legal standpoint, they can do that as long as severance is paid. Now, if you're aware of these people not getting several months severance, have them call me, okay? Because they're owed that money and it can easily help them get it. But that's what the employer is required to do here. Even if they're like brought in through an agency? It does not matter. They're still owed that severance, absolutely. Okay, because when I, when I brought this up kind of with an HR manager, she said that... Uh, when you don't work for us, you work for the agency. Because the Nonsense. agency pays you yeah. not up. 
the way to look at a gym is substance over form, right? If, if they go to work in, in, the, in the office of the company, they report to the person in the company, they go home, the next day they come back, do the same thing. They're employees of the company. It does not matter who they sign a piece of paper with. They're absolutely owed severance. They're employees of the company in the eyes of the law. And any title or any piece of paper is just not going to change that. At the agency or the company? The company. The company. The agency is irrelevant here. Okay. All right. I did not know that because I've been led to believe that uh, the, the agency is, is responsible for all of our well-being because they pay, like, if we have somebody that's hurt um like wsib all that that all goes no the the way to look at it is the agency is just a payroll company right they really process payroll that's it it's the company that they actually work for that is the employer and they have the legal obligation including the obligation to pay severance okay all right thanks jim we're gonna gonna let you go we're gonna move on to uh, more callers and more show employers don't terminate employees in these situations that is coming up after this uh, this one short break we're going to take now but in the meantime do like jim make that phone call the wednesday night edition of the employment law show continues stand by you're listening to a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. John Scholes along with Lior Sam Firo always asking you to reach out to even the show's not on air. You can do so. 1-855-821-5900 to get a hold of Lior. Always take advantage of that number and help at employmentlawyer.ca. But here and now, you still got plenty of time to join the show. And uh, Pino's doing exactly that. Hey, Pino, how are you? Hey, guys. Good evening. How are you? Good, brother. What's, uh, what's on your mind? So I own a staffing firm in Toronto, and I just wanted to speak. I'm sorry, I, I jumped on uh, the radio a little late, but what's the lawyer's name? I'm sorry, I apologize. Lior, Lior. Lior, so if it, I, I own a staffing firm. I actually had a temporary employee start today. They are on my books. They get paid by me. So they, I, I, so I'm going to dispute you, I, and I could be wrong. I'm not a lawyer. You would probably be better known than, than this, but my accountant told me that the employee is an empo- the empo- employee, the candidate that's working on site for the client that we are representing is, they are an employer of my company. They're on my books. I do all the payroll deductions, etc. So I don't think that they're, and they're not an employee of the company that's, that they're working for. Do, do you understand? Well, Pino, your accountant is also not a lawyer, so we have to keep that in mind. So here's how this works. If you have an employee that you send one day over to this company and the next day you send over to that company and they come back on Wednesday and say, where do you want me today? Okay, I need you to go over there. Yes, at that point, they are your employee and they're not an employee of the company. But if you say, okay, I'm going to send you over to this company and they go work for that company, they work there for months, every single day, the law says, no, 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 no. They're not your employee. It doesn't matter if you pay them. The, the, The law says they're an employee of that company. Why? Because they look like an employee of that company. They act like an employee of the company. They have nothing at all to do with you other than the fact that you pay them. You're essentially acting as a payroll company. So the reality is the company has liability under employment laws to the the person. You may have liability to them as well, but so does the company they work for. Okay, so that's the difference between a, a true temp arrangement where you send them every day or every other date or somewhere different, 
in a situation where someone is working indefinitely for one company full time. So uh, you have to keep that distinction in mind, Pino. Final question. But you said to me, I'm just a payroll, like I'm just payrolling them. I'm an employer. I'm not a payrolling company. No, but you're not understanding. You're not a payroll company, but if you have nothing to do with them, they work for that company, they take directions from the company, they go work for the company's office. The reality is you do nothing other than pay them. So you're essentially, in the eyes of the law, just a payroll company because you have nothing to do with them, right? So that's why the law would consider the company to be the employer. Gotcha. Okay, thanks for that. Thanks for clearing that up. Thanks, Pino. Appreciate your time. Again, uh, that's why we do the show a couple minutes and uh, we got clarity, right? That's uh, that's how it works. But we'll get into this, Lior. Employers do not, don't terminate employees in these situations. Here's the first one. Because the employer did something, eh, did something wrong, you don't trust them anymore. So out they go. So listen, I understand a situation where the employee did something wrong and he said, well, you know what? How can I trust you? So I'm going to fire you. Okay, fine. But what you can't do in this situation is you cannot fire them for cause. You cannot deprive them of severance. So you may think, well, why should I pay them severance? They did something wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. And you're right. They did. But the only time you can actually deprive an employee of their full severance, it's more than if they did something wrong. They would have had to do something so bad, so terrible, that it's just not possible to employ them. They repeatedly and repeatedly did something wrong, or they stole, or they committed assault in the workplace, or harassment. Maybe then, yes, okay, sure. But otherwise, you know, they, they made a mistake, they, they, you know, they weren't, they dropped the ball in a project. Don't fire them thinking that you can avoid paying them severance. That's a wrongful dismissal. John, I see this literally every week, multiple times a week, in fact, situation where an employer legitimately calls out an employee on something that they did wrong, fires them and says, I'm not going to pay you severance because of that. But that is still a wrongful dismissal. It is extremely difficult to fire someone without severance. They would have had to do something bad. So don't, you know, the, the, the topic here is don't fire people in these situations. Well, certainly don't fire someone in that situation expecting not to have to pay severance. Got more of those coming up. Want to get to Tony on the line. So Tony, thank you so much for standing by. How are you tonight? Great. How are you guys doing? Good, sir. What's on your mind? Well, I had a question for Lior, and uh, it's around the COVID vaccine policies. So now that uh, a lot of companies are starting to take away their mandates, for the people that were forced to, to go forward with the vaccine because they would have lost their employment, now that the vaccine mandates have been relinquished, what what legal grounds do they have knowing that there's a foreign antibody in their system that never they never really wanted, but they had no choice to put food on the table? Uh, so if an employee chose to get the vaccine because of a policy or an ultimatum that the employer gave them, there's absolutely nothing that can be done in this situation. There, there's no recourse or liability on the employer. And even God forbid, God forbid, it turns out that something went wrong with the vaccine, the employer would not have liability uh, so unfortunately, and I've been asked this question a number of times, I think it's a very legitimate question, but the answer is no, there's really nothing that can be done vis-a-vis the employer. Great. Thank you for your time, guys. Appreciate no it. Problem. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate you tuning in as well, pal. Okay, employers do not terminate employees when an employee asks about taking a disability leave or comes back from that disability leave, right? Yeah, and here we're not just talking about severance. Here we're talking about don't do it, employers. Yeah. Don't terminate an employee because they, they're ta- thinking about taking a disability leave or are taking it or coming back from a disability leave. 
If the termination of employment has anything, anything to do with the fact that someone took a disability leave, it's completely illegal. That would be a human rights violation. You cannot let someone go, even if you pay severance, if the reason you let them go has anything to do with the disability leave. Okay, so that's not something that the law takes kindly. If someone is going to take a disability leave, if they have that backed up by a doctor, you have to allow them to take a leave as long as that that leave is necessary, as long as they have their doctor support. And then when they're ready to come back to work, you have to make best efforts to bring them back if at all possible. The only time, and I do mean the only time you could terminate is if they're ready to come back to work and there's legitimately nothing there for them. You've looked, you've tried, you've explored all options and there's just nothing that uh, no job for them. Then and only then could you consider letting them go, of course, with full severance. But otherwise, stay far away. Don't do that. And employees, if you're being let go or threatened to be let go or, frankly, mistreated in any way for reasons related to your disability or your disability leave, you have to call me right away because it's completely illegal. Employers do not do not fire somebody. Let someone go when an employee raises a harassment allegation. That could be against the boss or another coworker too. Absolutely. And this is related to what we said about disability leave. Yep. You cannot be let go if the reason you were let go has anything to do with the fact that you were being harassed or raised the issue of harassment. You know, maybe you raised the fact that your boss, the coworker, someone is harassing you. And, you know, I don't know, maybe someone up top in the management uh, food chain there got upset. Well, regardless... You cannot be let go. You have, I call that the dome of protection. Think about this this big dome around you that protects you, makes you kind of have superpowers. You cannot be hurt. You, nothing can happen to you just because you filed a harassment complaint. If someone tries to do anything to you, that could be a violation of the Occupational Health and Safety Act. It could be a violation of the Human Rights Code. It could be a violation of the Employment Standards Act. I think you get the idea. It's mm-hmm. not legal. So feel free as an employee always to advocate for yourself, to tell your employer that you're being mistreated or harassed. They have to take it seriously. They have to uh, investigate and deal with that harassment. If you find that's not what your employer is doing, of course, you're going to call me. But employers do not let an employee go in that situation. Do not let go of an employee right now. This one, this is under the really sneaky file. Right after you reduce an employee's compensation or get him or them to sign a new contract of employment. Nice. So let me break this down for people that may not be clear on what we're saying. Uh, I'll give you two examples. One example yep. is okay. Employer says, employee, I need you to take a pay cut. You got to take one for the team here. Employee accepts. What happens if the employer then turns around, let's say a few months later, and says, now I'm going to let you go. And by the way, because now you're getting paid less, your severance is going to be less. Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds fishy. Well, another example is, what if the employer has the employee sign a new employment agreement that limits the person's severance, only to then turn around and let them go right after, and, and then try to save a bunch of money because they did that? Well, we call that bad faith, right? If an employer does something sneaky, to use John's words, and and then terminates an employee, tries to save a bunch of money in doing so, that's something that the law is not going to look favorably on. It's bad faith. And you could get penalized for doing that. So so you may think you're being clever, you're saving a bunch of money, I'm just going to reduce his pay and then fire him. I'm going to save, you know, 20%, 30% on severance. 
Uh, as good as an idea as that may sound, it's actually a terrible idea. You'll end up paying a lot more. Remember, an employee, if you're an employee, you don't have to accept a significant pay cut if we're talking, let's say, 15% or more. Uh, but even if you do and your, your employer turns around and fires you, that's going to be a big, big problem for the employer. Employers, be smart. Don't do that. How about on the uh, right on the coattails of that one? They let you go right before an employee's do, a, say, a large bonus or a commission payment if they're in sales? Yeah, I actually had uh, this week uh, someone in that situation where they were due uh, a bonus uh, that, that was you know getting it paid right now towards the end of the year. And employers just let them go. And they said, well, no, you know, even though, yeah, you worked most of the year and you had a fantastic year, we're not going to pay the bonus. The bonus otherwise would have been you know very significant. doesn't work that way. Okay. Again, it could be bad faith if it looks like you're being let go uh, to avoid paying your bonus. But beyond that also, if you worked and you earned the bonus, at least part of it, you, at the minimum, you should get a prorated bonus. So an employer that tries to avoid that is not just they're going to have to pay the bonus. There may be additional bad faith type damages that they may have to pay. So bad idea for employers, if you're there listening, don't do that. Don't let someone go to save on a bonus or a commission or other payment that may be due to the employee because it's just not going to work. Let's get uh, let's get Kenneth in here for the last couple of minutes. Hi, Kenneth. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for the program. I really appreciate it. Thank um, you. So I have a question. I took up a, a, an appointment in the United States. Um, it's a two-year contract, so this appointment has ended, right? But... Um, so I needed some clarity on, um, so it was a two-year contract, and already a few months into the program, I had results um, to the extent that I presented uh, in two different Estella meetings. It was outstanding. And, but then I noticed all of a sudden there was hostility from my manager, and then he set up meeting with, out of nowhere, I was actually shocked. Uh, he, I, had, I walked into my, uh, he invited me to his office, and he was there with HR, and then he said, uh, in the next couple of months, we want to see this, and uh, I was surprised because we had already results to the extent that we had. So, Kenneth, let me ask you this: Sorry, were you physically working in Canada or in the U.S.? This was physically in the U.S. I'm not. Okay, so, in, I'm not so, if you were physically working in the U.S., you have to get advice in the U.S. in the state that you were working at, uh, even though you may be Canadian and, and now in Canada. U.S. laws apply to you, and it will be the, the laws of the state that you were working at. So I, I don't know what the United States laws are, so I couldn't tell you if your employer did something wrong or not. You would have to get advice in the U.S. Now, that's a, John, that's an interesting point here. If you work yes. for an American company, but you physically work here in Ontario, then still the laws of Ontario apply to you. Maybe you're working from home remotely. You know, you're working in your home office for an American company. The laws of, of Canada, the laws of Ontario apply to you. That also means a lot. the Ontario laws of severance apply to you if you lose your job. So it's not the laws of the company where they're located unless you're also physically there. And generally, I mean, I know you don't know every state of all 50. I know California and New York might be different. But as far as America is concerned, it's generally what you call employment at law, i.e. they don't have the same type of protections we do up here. We're yeah. pretty lucky. Employment right. at will, yes. Employment at will, at will. yes. Yes, essentially means that the company can do pretty much whatever it wants in terms of your job security and you don't get paid anywhere near the severance that you would here in, in Canada. It's a very bad situation, so you want to have Ontario yeah. laws apply to you. 
And that'll be it for uh, tonight. But what you know what? We're back tomorrow, 6.30 as well. So join us again. If you didn't get your phone call in, we want you to reconvene at 6.30 tomorrow uh, for Thursday's show. In the meantime, 1-855-821-5900 to get a hold of Lior and the team. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Email the website, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you tomorrow right here on the Employment Law Show. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.